Deb, I can't remember if he made this up or Very if this was Deb. seriously what it was going to be about, but he said he thought he heard that Wiley Coyote was going to sue Acme because none of their stuff ever works. <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, it's a courtroom drama. Right? In fairness to Acme, I think a lot of the stuff they designed was not meant to chase roadrunners. Right, right. It's supposed to go into space, that <laughs> rocket. User error. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Eight thirteen on Wisconsin's Morning News. So glad you're with us this Friday morning. And this morning, still robust efforts to end, if only temporarily, the fighting in Gaza. Tens of thousands of Palestinians killed. More than 100 Israeli hostages still being held. It's coming up on nearly five months. And folks here in Milwaukee got to hear from several survivors of that October 7th attack on Israel as those folks were here to share their stories. Let's get you up to speed on the ceasefire negotiations with ABC's Jordana Miller. She is in Jerusalem. President Biden's special envoy, Brent McGurk, expected to meet here in Israel with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. McGurk working to advance a six-week ceasefire in Gaza and the release of some of the 132 Israeli hostages. He's likely bringing revised demands from Hamas after meeting with their Egyptian and Qatari mediators in Cairo Wednesday. Cautious optimism here in Israel after War Cabinet General Benny Gantz said there were early signs of progress in the talks. Jordana Miller, ABC News, Jerusalem. So it was an emotional evening at the Harry and Rose Sampson Family Jewish Community Center. They had four survivors of the October 7th terrorist attack on Israel. They spoke at this community gathering. It was open to the public. I had hoped to get there, but was not able to. But um, really interesting that they had these folks in there. So we, haven't, we really haven't addressed uh, on our show. We hit it um, for those first couple of weeks as the Middle East was exploding in this mm, war again, mm. right after that attack on October 7th, we talked about it. And then, you know, it's kind of been sort of like war in Ukraine where it's like another day and we really haven't dived into the day to day for a little bit. Right. There was that moment when we had that ceasefire and there were some hostages that were released at one point. So there was glimpses of hope that were taking place. But since then, like you heard in that report, still hostages and here we are. And several of the people who were in town to speak, and I don't know if they're if they were local uh, or if they were here specifically for the event, but some were at that music festival mm. that was attacked by the terrorists, uh, others in different places there in Israel. So I just think it was important for them to share their stories and to have that moment here in Milwaukee. As we've talked with uh, executive, uh, sorry, CEO of the Harry and Rose Sampson Family Jewish Community Center, Mark Shapiro. Mark's friend of the program, been yeah, on the show yep. a bunch of times. You know, I've talked with him over the years about you know, not all Jews are as connected to Israel here in America as some others. Some still have family there. Some go there multiple times a year and are deeply connected to Israel and are up on the politics of what's happening there. And then some are just Americans going about their business without that connection. They're Jewish in their faith, but they're not necessarily connected to the politics of the goings on in Israel. And so you have that wide range. And then within that group also, you have folks who still have family there and are connected to those who may still have people who are being held at this hour going on five months, a long time. And then, you know, the other thing that I've learned from Mark over the years, as we evaluate now, as the world continues to evaluate, what should we do about the humanitarian crisis in Gaza? There are plenty of innocents there. Tens of thousands killed. The whole, quote-unquote, proportional response. Was this right on the part of Israel? 
And folks sometimes who, who, are, who are not Jewish would ask of Jews, well, what do you think about this? Well, that's like asking an American, what do you think about politics? Well, some are right, some are left, some are in the middle. <laughs> of course, yeah. So, you know, so there, there's not a, a monolithic view of what is right here, even as Israel continues its offensive in Gaza. So you have all of these things still at play, but just want to bring it up today as we enter um, five months now out from that initial attack. Really curious to see where it goes from here, especially if there's ever going to be an end game and what that end game could look like. 817 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight twenty-two on this Friday morning. So we're talking about on the show this week. They are literally pulling stuff off the walls and selling it from the now shuttered Fuddruckers yeah. in Brookfield. I didn't even know the place was closed. <laughs> and be- been closed for a bit. Yeah, right for a minute. And before I let the words come out of my mouth, like oh, I really like that place, which I did. Right. It's it's that old story of oh, we love that restaurant. Why did it close? When's the last time you were there? Uh, yeah, that's why it closed. Right. So. Bad on me. I like Fuddruckers. Nonetheless, the place is shut down in Brookfield, and they're selling stuff off the walls. It's like, and everything must go. There's another company that comes in and just liquidates all the stuff, including, like, the big freezers yeah, or whatever they yeah. had. And then all the stuff that was on the wall, the nostalgia, the the pieces of flair. <laughs> all the pieces of yes. flair that are all over. So, good idea by us. We're like, Adam, you need to go out there. <laughs> So we sent WTMJ's Adam Roberts out there for the sale Thursday morning when it was just getting started. And he reports that he was out there talking with a bunch of deal hunters. They were there and nostalgia-holics. At Fuddruckers, come on over to the fun. Take your taste to a different place. This reporter was taken to a different place Thursday morning, specifically the outside of the now-closed Fuddruckers restaurant off Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. The doors here haven't been opened since 2020, but on a mild February morning, hundreds were waiting outside for an opportunity to nab some restaurant memorabilia. We'll sell you the urinals, we'll sell you the toilets, we'll sell you the lighting. We're here to sell everything, okay? That's Eric Wolfson, a manager at Best Estate Services and the facilitator for Thursday's liquidation sale. Rolfson's managed a number of these sales over the years and says you get all kinds of people coming through the door, even those that might not be so eager to pay. Here today we had a guy try to walk off with a sign and act like he paid for it. it just, and, that's, and we've only been here yeah, 10 minutes. Not sure at all. So, I mean, if Walmart can't stop them, we can't stop them, we do our best. But unfortunately, when you draw a crowd, you know, you draw great people by and large. Most of our customers are phenomenal. But, you know, every now and then you never know who's going to walk through that door. So once that situation was cleared up, it was back inside where a mad dash for anything from Beatles pictures to ketchup bottles was underway. I am in the men's bathroom right now. I do not see any price tags on the three urinals very much cemented to the wall. But if you need a life-size mirror right behind you, $200 asking price. Deal hunters were handed hammers, crowbars, even drills and put to work taking down pieces of the now-shuttered restaurant. One of those deal hunters was Betsy, an improv comedian from Wauwatosa, here on a very specific mission. What are you looking for today? 
there's an IBC root beer sign um, that I want to get for my brother. He's a big fan of IBC root beer. And after waiting for a half hour, Betsy found me inside and relayed some good news. All right, we have an update from outside to in. Betsy, you got the sign. Yes, I got it. I'm very excited and thankful that the staff here was helpful in taking it down so I didn't have to touch a drill or anything. They got it down, yes! At the end of the day, it's all about clearing everything off the walls and providing closure to a burger staple of Milwaukee's western suburbs. Anybody who's transitioning, you know, bringing closure to something in their life, that's what we do. I mean, we come in, we put forward what we think is the best game plan to execute a great result. It is, as Elton John may have opined, Truly a funeral for a Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers, come on over to the fun. Take your taste to a different place. Adam Roberts, WTMJ News. Adam Roberts in the studio with us now this morning. Did you did you get anything? No. So I did help a lady. Kind of, so they were like I said, they were handing out crowbars. I couldn't believe that. That's I fantastic. thought you were joking. And I helped a lady get a picture of one of the Beatles off of the wall for her. How were? What was the quality like for those pictures? It, a little yellow. I mean, it hasn't been open for four <laughs> years. I told our news director Tiff the place. Uh, I'll be honest, kind of smells like a like a basement of a casino. I think okay. there's a little bit of a must. That's kind of wafting around. The funniest thing, I think, and it didn't make the cut for the feature, so I talked with Mike, who was the first guy in line, says he was there at like 6.30 in the morning, okay. beat all these hundreds of other people to the nice. Fuddruckers. And so Eric, the guy you heard in the feature with the big voice, we'll sell you the urinals! So he's like, there was a list. You had to sign up so they'd let everyone in in a single file. And Mike's the first guy on the list. All right, we have a mic right here. Okay, let's turn around and get... Locked himself out. So he locked himself out oh, of the Fuddruckers. No. Thankfully, they got that quickly adjusted, but it got a raucous uh, rovation from the crowd that he locked himself out. But uh, overall, sales going good. A lot of stuff was flying off. It is still going on until Tuesday. So if you didn't make it out for opening day, you can still get out there between now and Tuesday. <laughs> opening day. <laughs> opening day of the liquidation the Oh, fantastic. Anything you want them to bring back for you? you uh, yeah, take your pick. Hmm, I could use a giant freezer for my garage. Actually, I need a fridge more than a freezer in my garage. Mm. Okay. This might really be a little bit oversized for your garage. <laughs> Vinny, what about you? Was, uh, no, I'm good. I'm a good memorabilia. <laughs> no, I got no place to a, put it anyway. Let's get him a Reservoir Dogs picture. Oh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> that I'd take and go in the basement with my other stuff. 828 on Wisconsin's Morning News. It's like the scene out of a movie. One yeah, person it was. <laughs> I think more of a cartoon. Yeah, or out of a car. Absolutely. So in Maryland, a sheriff's deputy is being criticized today. <clears throat> that law enforcement officer also probably very embarrassed. A surveillance video that appears to show him outside a 7-Eleven, unaware that a robbery is taking place inside the store. So he pulls up in his squad. Gets out of his squad, walks around it to get something out of the passenger side. So he opens up the passenger door. He's leaning into his vehicle, like working on something on the seat there. And while he's doing that, back turned, criminal after criminal after criminal runs runs out behind him into a, a car waiting for them. And the getaway off. car was kind of creeping on the squad for a minute. Yes. It pulls up right next to the squad, and these four guys boop, 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 with three. the video timestamp 3 a.m. on February 8th shows an apparently distracted Charles County Sheriff's deputy leaning into his car in front of the store. 
and not immediately noticing when ATM thieves run by him to jump in a black sedan that pulled up. By the time the officer pulls his gun, the thieves are fleeing. No shots were fired. That's a WUSA TV's Scott Broom there. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's as if you're watching a cartoon where, like, Elmer Fudd is, like, working on something and, you know, working on fixing his hunting gun while all the rabbits are running Walking right by? <laughs> I wish I could see something out here, right? right? And they're walking right by him. It's that, but you noticed something else. Uh, two things. I thought, too, they had a, in their gate, these criminals, had a little bit of a cartoon sort of boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah. Like the sneaking, how the right. cartoon characters sneak with the, with the big strides and then the... <laughs> and then the running. And then, and then the car peeling off. Just <laughs> and then also the uniform. Each one of them had on... Now, look, people who've been... Ru- Robbing and stealing and all that stuff have been wearing dark clothes forever, Sure, right? sure. But this looked like something off a movie set or a cartoon where you dressed them all exactly the same. They were the same guy. That's a fascinating observation because I noticed that too. Like, And almost like nice trimmed black pants, like nice like and thin. Like fit. <laughs> like right. the fit kind and all that stuff. Black shoes even, like everything. It's like obviously a coordinated thing. And it stood out to me because we just had that high-end car dealership that was robbed in Waukesha yeah. or where had nine vehicles stolen and the surveillance video, all the TV stations got their hands on the surveillance video and they've been running it and showing it and whatever. Same thing. <laughs> all of these guys go running into this place dressed exactly the same head to toe. So Somebody had to go buy uniforms. So this is discussed. Do you think like when they're planning, hey, we're going to go hit this? I wouldn't have thought. This dealership in Waukesha. It's yes. an hour and a half north of here because they're based out of Chicago or whatever. So here's what we're going to do. Okay, first of all, Jerry, you go to TJ Maxx or you go to Target. We need all the same black clothes. Make, and make sure they're the good stuff. I need some. Right. It's and, beyond like, hey, we're all going to wear dark clothes, you know, so we don't get, like, somebody thought of that. I want to be able to wear it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe do a wedding or a funeral That's or something. I want there to be a life after this just one but, night for this outfit. And they look yes. like, Debbie, they look like trendy pants. Like nice. They're, nice, they're like nice, narrow fit, nice slim cut yeah. jeans, like, you know, look like tight. you wear out. Makes it clubs. easier to run, though, if you think about yeah, it. That's a good point. <laughs> See, but if it had been a cartoon, there would have had to have been an anvil involved. Bang, right. drops oh, on something. And the only way the cop would have noticed that they were even there is that he would have turned around and seen like this, the figment of the, you know, the cloud of dust floating when there. the car peeled me. off, just, <laughs> yeah. and he would have been left in a cloud of yes. dust. Yes. Like a wild E. Coyote cloud. <laughs> My son said they're doing a wild E. Coyote movie. Is that true? Oh, of course. Why what not? would the movie possibly be about? Him oh, chasing. something new. Him chasing the Roadrunner, <laughs> running into a wall of rock. I can't remember. Painted if, like a tunnel. <laughs> Deb, I can't remember if he made this up or Very if this was Deb. seriously what it was going to be about, but he said he thought he heard that Wile E. Coyote was going to sue Acme because none of their stuff ever works. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, it's a courtroom drama. <laughs> In fairness to Acme, I think a lot of the stuff they designed was not meant to chase Roadrunners. Right, right. It's supposed to go into space, that <laughs> rocket. User error. <laughs> The expert thing where he falls and and then something else falls on him. Right, yeah, it's genius. Little tiny smoke, puff of smoke, poof. 842, Wisconsin's Morning News. 845 on Wisconsin's Morning News. End of the week, that means it's time for the pancake breakfast special. What about breakfast? We've already had it. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? Let the heat flow through you, and your journey towards the dark side will be complete. Bad guy. Duh. 
probably the nerdiest open I've ever made. Unbelievable. I had Lord of the Rings and Star Wars in the same open. Happy Friday, everybody. So when you talk about a bad guy or even bad or being evil, there is like one way to define it, right? But there's more than one way to define it. For example, Heath Ledger's Joker just wanted chaos, right? Really no ulterior motive, just wanted to see the world burn. I'm like chasing a car, I'm a dog. Exactly right. Don't know what to do with it. A Thanos, for example, wanted balance in the world at any cost, even if it meant eliminating half of the life on the universe. Cersei Lannister wanted to protect her family more than anything. Stephen King's Carrie wanted revenge. You get the drift, right? There's different ways to define what evil is. However, you may think to yourself, you know, some of those villains, they kind of had some good points. And look, I don't judge, right? <laughs> did you know that? I, I really don't. Sometimes, like, ah, maybe you see where they're coming from. But did you know there's a scientific reason for that? Scientists have discovered what is called the dark factor personality. <laughs> the definition of the dark factor is the general tendency to maximize one's individual utility, disregarding, accepting, or malevolently, malevolently provoking disutility for others. Accompanied by beliefs that serve as justifications. So in simpler terms, reasoning with yourself for just how evil you are. And making it okay, right? So what I had to do is make sure how do we find out how evil we are? Well, of course, there's a test that we can take. And I'm making everyone on the show to take it. And very one, Vince Vetrano is taking it right now as we speak. Is anything standing out to you right now in the questions that you are going through? It is wise to keep track of information that you can use against people later. Strongly disagree, <laughs> disagree, <laughs> neutral, whatever. Yeah, right, so I see where we're going It's on, on a five to scale. Strongly disagree to strongly agree, and you fill out your answers as it goes. One thing I'm struggling with, though, there's who I am and who I wish I could be. Because <laughs> I really... You gotta would, go with who you are. I would yeah. love in life if I could if I could be as nasty as I want to be, but I'm just not. Go with who you truly who I are. Actually, am not who in you're. Action. Who you're trying to recruit yourself to, okay. Lord Vader, as you held company with him a few <laughs> weeks. Ah, this is true. I oh, would go. like to make some people suffer, even if it meant that I would go to hell with them. <laughs> <laughs> like that's pretty dramatic. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> all right. This is all scientific data that we need to contribute yes. to, right? Okay. So I had Debbie and Eric. I also took it okay mm-hmm. so your immediate takeaways did you really look inward debbie did you were you I like did. i would never do any of this or were you hitting strongly agree um <laughs> i think maybe I'm, i had to take it twice because i thought i saved my results from yesterday when i took it and it didn't save so okay. i gotta actually i had to retake it um so i don't know if i had the same answers or not I was a little spicy this morning getting up. Perfect. <laughs> so, oh, that's perfect. perfect. So, yeah. So, I don't think I did... St- I think I did strongly agree on maybe one, but okay. otherwise it was all mostly agree. It just in the middle range. Eric Phil said, your takeaway is from your evil test. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you took. No, I... Well, so, I... No, I, I don't... I would never want to go to hell. That's no, right. I'm, not, I'm not taking documents or, or taking receipts <laughs> so I can come back at somebody later. That's I. I wouldn't want to be punched just so I can punch someone. Yeah, twice. I don't want to punch anything. That's my favorite know. question, Vince Petrano. You looking trees? People who mess with me always regret it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they did. They don't. <laughs> okay. So now I think comes the big moment, right? Scores. It's time to reveal our scores. Who wants to go first? 
I'm still taking it. So well, okay. So what, how did the score percentage work? So, Do you have that in front of you? No, it's it's a good question. It's basically like they accumulate this data. I think it's out of five. Five being the most evil. You're very high in the evil score. Correct. Okay. Yeah, and then okay. that, what's also called as your dark factor, right? right? Like that's the scientific term they're putting out with it. So I'll go first. I took the same test. My evil score, I'm a 2.38 out of five. Okay. So kind of on the lighter side, but yeah. almost halfway. What was your evil. percentage rate? Almost halfway. My percentage was 38%. So you are within the 38th percentile, I guess. Correct. That's, the way that ends up That's a great. The 30, right. I'm okay. the 38th most evil out of 100 people. There you go. I'm the 38th most evil. How did you 30, fare? Most evil or least Dare, evil? Well, I mean, I guess out of the evil That's score, the right? Okay, because my evil score was 2.19. Okay. And wow. my rank was 28%. Uh-oh. Why'd you say wow? Eric Bilstad. <laughs> Should I go last? Because he's evil. I'm still taking it. I'm almost there. Okay. So my rank, or my score was 1.19. He's such a good oh, one. Oh, my have rank, an angel. My rank was 1%. <laughs> wow. Wow. We my rank yesterday was lower, people? I gotta say. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? That's so great. I'm glad that you're uh, easily what, the least evil. No, what, what, what score did you put for, yeah, I'll take a punch if it means I can punch oh, someone I def- twice? I'm pretty sure I put uh, an agree. Not strongly agree. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I, I put said, a four I there. I disagreed on that one. Well, so, I don't know. Yeah. There are times where it's like, I would say just to give two, right? And I'd make them count, too. Anyway, again, 2.3%, which I thought was a little low, but now I, I didn't know I was working with, you know, <laughs> Mother Teresa over here in the news. <laughs> <laughs> All right, big guy. I don't know if I'm doing this right. Mine says 81%. Oh, what? <laughs> What was the number, though? What was the D I don't number? know. I didn't finish it right. 81%. 81%. can't be right. Would That's you be willing not... to... It's asking me all these questions if I'm willing to help oh, them yeah, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just do oh, the just yes you no. want to you help them have... out, but you don't want to, you know... Yeah, you don't, you don't have don't to fill do those the questions next out. Oh, chunk. all right. Stand by. I really hope you stay at 81%. That would be amazing. <laughs> Your D score... 2.31. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. So it's like you. So, uh, yeah, like I'm 2.38. What's your percentage? 32%. Okay. okay. Yeah, welcome to the dark side, my friend, because you and I are only in here with over the saints of WTMJ <laughs> Radio, who are Eric Pilstad, a .001% in the evil factor. So there you have it. I mean, so you can take the test, um, maybe look inwards. It's something maybe that I have to do now moving forward. But as you scan on your presets on your radio, think to yourself, what should I listen to this morning? As you keep going through your options, there are plenty of options, but can you be aware or can you be sure that they're as good as they claim to be? The one qualifying question you should ask yourself, has that radio show taken this test? And is the producer as evil as I am? Apparently, <laughs> I'm coming in at 2.38%. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Bit of a roller coaster here. High of 41 degrees, and the bottom drops out of the temperatures today. We get down to a low of 18 tonight. Saturday's high 37. Back up to 52 on Sunday. 65 by Tuesday of next week for the high temperature. 65. It's nuts. WTMJ's Steve Scafidi in the house right now. So we just took this quiz here. on. I I heard a little bit of that, yeah. So what you know what it tells me? Who did the best? Well, how do you define well, best? Eric's the nicest. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. No surprise, right? Uh-huh. And yeah. Pancake and I are guests. I'm are the most evil. Really? But, Thank you. God, okay, I would have said Vinny. I was, but none there of us very evil. Here's the pre- no. You know what I discovered about myself right there? Even as I'm taking the questions, I'm like, <laughs> my brain is evil, but my action is not. 
I wish I had the courage to be meaner <laughs> in actuality or to be even more assertive, you know? Right, like, right. Hey, uh, going to need you to work Saturday. Now, you know what I would say to Eric? I came there, tell me to work. I'm not doing it. I'm not working Saturday. I got this plan and I got this plan. You can't come down to here and tell me I got to work Saturday. All right, so Vin, you're in for Saturday. Uh, yeah, what time do you need me here? <laughs> uh, uh, sure, boss. What time? Yeah, you're yeah, back, yeah, I mean, you're back down a little bit. A bit of an inconvenience, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be here. You bet. Whatever the team needs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't taken the, the quiz, so I don't know where I would fall. You don't need to take it. You're plenty nice. Don't worry about it. Thank, probably, you. Thank you for that. Probably best. Makes me feel what are you working on for the political power hour? Oh, we got the guys, right? The, where it all started with uh, Bill McCosh and Joseph Pecky. Oh, we're yes, we're going to review a lot Very of the, nice. the questions for the governor, right? I asked him these questions when he was on the show yesterday. Looks like some, t- some tax bills may be signed in the uh, positive. Um, most likely probably the child care tax credit one. But uh, we'll see what what he does. And then we'll see what the guys think about the state of the races, right? We have uh, the, the big Senate primary race. tomorrow. Yes, big primary tomorrow. South Carolina. And it sounds like uh, Nikki Haley's upticking a little bit, uptrending. Now, she's not going to win probably, but she finishes uh, 10 points. She says she's staying in. She said, right. She goes, uh, South Carolina votes on Saturday. I'm still in the race on Sunday, regardless of what happens. Yeah. I think she's sticking around. She's the, As we're going to talk about on the program today, she's the spare. If they need her, she's ready to go. <laughs> Political Power Hour with WTMJ's Steve Scafidi is up next.